DJ Clue. Hog with Mike Bridenstine is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. This is what the show's about, Nick. The, we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. Hi, everybody. Hey. This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Nuntaken Podcast. Shout out to The Buffer. Shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. My unpaid announcer is David McGregor. Thank you for listening. You guys, there's a lot of podcasts out there, so I appreciate you listening to me. But then again, I do have the world's greatest panel. Randy Litke is here. First time, long time. From Seth Meyers, from Conan, from Comedy Central, from Adventure Time, and a lot of other things. He's all over your TV. If you don't know him, you're about to love Randy Litke. Johnny Pemberton is back from Superstore, from You're the Worst, from Conan, from Comedy Central. One of the best. You know Johnny Pemberton. Andy Peters is back. He's got Silas with him this week. From those who can't, he's got special. He's got a vinyl record. You love Andy Peters. Arish Singh is back from The Onion. And the hideout in Chicago, he was the feature when I recorded my album in Iowa City, which you can buy. So without further ado, here are Randy, Johnny, Andy, and Arish. And if you don't already, please hit subscribe. Andy Peters. Oh, I forgot my beard today. Oh. Shoot. (laughs) I didn't know this was the beard cast with the beard boy. You know what that means. He can't grow a beard. Fucking <laughs> Anybody who makes fun of anything about you always remember that that's what they feel insecure about themselves. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I'm I'm feeling You're, jokey he's, today. He's that's feeling it. Like, come on, he doesn't that need a warm up. Engine. Nope. Yeah. Your engine. I'm feeling like a nineties. I'm bringing back nineties zip zap comedy. Zap. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need the zap. The tough ass <laughs> Just just zip zap. <laughs> oh. Dude, like, some of this. Arish, I saw that the mill in Iowa City closed. Yeah, it's uh, or it got torn down or something. Yeah, it's uh, it that was kind of coming. I mean, structurally, the building was falling apart already for a few years, but uh, I think they were trying to like make some sort of historical preservation. I don't think any of it worked out, and they're just going to raise the building. I mean, after we performed there, we tore the roof. Yeah, yeah, off we tore it, we destroyed it. it. They can't, you know, nobody can play it again. The mill. Uh oh. Hi Johnny. Johnny Pems. Do you know do you know Arsh Singh? Hey Arsh. Hey, what's up? Johnny actually knows me from the mill if he knows me if you run Oh wow, the mill in Iowa That's, City? Uh, them and uh him and Fatum played the mill yeah, together. That was great. It's gone, right? Yeah, just all of a sudden gone. Yep. Okay, first question. Daniel Radcliffe slated to play Weird Al Yankovic. First question. Are you a Yankovic head? Do you like Weird Al Yankovic? Is he one of your guys? Did you have his tapes? How do you feel about him? I wouldn't say head. I wouldn't say I'm a Weird Al head. But, like, I think I had... What was the Run With Scissors? Was that one on? Running One With of Scissors. Yeah. I had that on tape, Running With Scissors. Fair to be stupid? 
Dare to be stupid be is stupid. also a tape. I had that one. That was great. I had the parody Star Wars one too on CD. I had a I had a CD the one that had a, like Jurassic Park kind of on the front of it. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think CD. the songs that were on it. Yeah, I I, I had heard of him before. What are, what are you like? Thirty five. Young Randy. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. <laughs> Young yeah. Randy. And I had seen him at the fair. I had seen him perform at the fair, and uh, I really listened to that CD a lot. And uh, yeah, and I'd met him a few times. He's a very nice guy. Extremely uh, friendly. I didn't own any albums, but I appreciated the body positivity of Eat It. He made fun of fat people. Like to me as a fat kid, like for sure. And fat, yeah. Yeah, fat was. I thought fat was hilarious. And live, it's really funny. Yeah, Yeah. he was like Michael Jackson. He was the the first I saw of the comedic fat suit. That like he as a a young Andy was introduced to the idea of like because I was like a tiny skinny kid wanted to be a comedian and you see like you you get introduced to the fat suit and it just opens up. All the avenues of comedy, and he was like the one to like really bring the prosthetics into it. I felt oh, like it was yeah. before uh, Eddie Murphy and you know the whole like uh, Norbit and um, the clump. Eddie Murphy he, stole I, he, from I, Weird Al. You heard it here from Arsh. Exactly. And... I'm. I'm. I'll wow. lay out the accusation. The clumps. I forgot about the clumps. Gary Oldman, when he was playing Churchill, stole from Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> so that is something that should be rectified. If there's uh, no fat video, there's no there's no Oldman Churchill. Yeah, exactly. There's no Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> there's none of that. Just shit. the way you people stole rock and roll, Gary Oldman. Stole Our fat suits Churchill were taken from us. Uh, yeah. Okay, so who needs a biopic? Who who's somebody who doesn't have one that you're like? Besides Weird Al, who apparently greatest selling comedic album seller of all time. I read that today. I was like, wow. that makes that makes sense, I guess. But. Wow. But Dane Cook You know who exists. I was thinking of the other day that, uh, this isn't like a jokey answer, but do you know who Fats Waller was? Fats yeah, Waller. Piano player. Famous piano player. And like, uh, was like kind of like a comedic, like he did. He like was also in a fat suit stuff. though. I don't know if you know that he was in a fat suit. <laughs> it's actually Eddie Murphy in a fat suit <laughs> in the twenties. Eddie Murphy got a, t- we're going to discover later. Eddie Murphy got a time machine and he was Fats Waller. <laughs> In a, a fat suit, and he still went with the word fats. Like that's how hacky his fat comedy is. He still he wore. We need a name. Suit. He's like fats. He's like, with it, what's your last name? And he looked and he looked at a wall. <laughs> you know that? I, like I was thinking of this. <laughs> I was with the Aretha Franklin movie, and the guy, the Titus, the actor. Uh, I think his name's Titus something. He was in that Kimmy Schmidt. Christopher Titus. No. Um, oh. Help me out. K- K- Titus Bergerger. Berge- oh, oh, damn it. I know what you're talking about. He should play Fats Waller in a Fats Waller biopic. Oh, that'd be good. I gotta yeah. say, though, I think the interest in a Fats Waller biopic probably died <laughs> about <laughs> 45 years ago. <laughs> I think That's why he really... hesitated to bring it up. They brought. They made a Ma Rainey. Alive. They made a Ma Rainey biopic. See? I guess, but did, did it, I don't know that. And I, I like music. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally unaware of that, and I really like music a lot. Who would you want? Who's a musician you want a biopic of? Then, oh, you want you want somebody from the bebop era. You want not bebop, uh, rocksteady. I, I got my Ninja Turtle villains confused. Oh. I also feel like one of those things. It's it's just a chance for them to ruin some person, or to be like, 
oh, you know what? I didn't want to know all this. I was enjoying the music, and now I know the stuff that is not the music. Or it's the opposite, where it's like, they suck, but their life was cool. <laughs> or there's a yeah, movie that's yeah. like, uh, Freddie Mercury would have just, if he, if he would have just married that nice lady, his life would have been better. Our Singh, who do you, who do you want a biopic of? Uh, Chicago hero, Wesley Willis. I think that would make a good Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Biopic about that him. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I think there's a documentary. I don't think there's a biopic. Okay, I was I was confusing the two. I forgot those are different things, right? Who is who is playing Wesley Willis? That's uh, that's a good where, one. I don't know. That's I, a tough one. Yeah, that's like oops. No one's same, happy same guy that. that I want to play Fast Forward. <laughs> He's getting... that guy. That guy's gonna. <laughs> he needs a rise look, to fame. Yeah. This Titus guy, call We're me. Just I got coming up with movies for Eddie Murphy to play in a fat suit. That's <laughs> I think he'd probably execute. He'd probably do well. I think, yeah. I think he would rise to the occasion. He would do. Would do I think he could do both Wesley Willis and Fats Waller pretty well. If he put his, yeah, put his heart into it. Are we ready for like a Billy Corgan biopic? Are we ready for like the grunge era? That I would watch oh, all of those. He's not. He's I'm not sure that's dead. Kind of why. Why? You got to be dead. You got to be dead. I think. You also have to be talented. Come on. Or like, isn't there a Tommy Lee Pamela Anderson? Yes. Yeah. yeah. A series. That's salacious. That's like salacious. Cause <laughs> of course they have a fucking British woman playing Pamela. No good. Yeah. We need Why represent is this American. We need, they're better actors. Our uh, casting people. Anderson's Canadian though. So yeah, that's true. That's but true. she doesn't have a, a British accent. Do you know how she got famous? They put her on a jumbotron of a CFL game and the crowd went, bananas yeah yeah she yeah. got hired as like a labatt's blue girl yes that, we read the same information yeah 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 <laughs> or jerked off to the we same jerked place. to the same, <laughs> bay. The same back we watched the same bays <laughs> yeah. randy did you give me yeah, a biopic I, I the magazine oh biopic this one's not very funny but uh you know that big church over by echo park in la amy uh, semple yeah. mcpherson yeah, I think Amy Semple McPherson, who who like ran that church for years and was like more famous than Babe Ruth, but yes. no one knows about her anymore. Yeah, she faked her own death. Yeah. I That's, don't know about this at all. Oh death. my god, it's yeah. a. I don't know what this is at all. When either. I first look it up, there's so much stuff on it. Yeah, she How started. Did you know about it? I looked up that uh, church when I first moved here because. Yeah. Like yeah, I was just walking around Echo Park and like I was like, I wonder what the story is, and it's like they would have these these like sermons with like a stage show with like 300 people on stage elephants on stage like they would produce these what? huge huge productions right there in echo park she yeah. was like broadway is like broadway was like the biggest thing in movies she's like we'll just do that here at my um church that looks like a wedding cake and wait she- a second <laughs> is this the one they based the character on from that uh perry mason the first season of Perry oh. Mason. Am I, she was I she was like we're talking like the most famous woman in the world. I think they based it in part the uh, the blonde preacher lady in that season of first season of Perry Mason. Did you see that? I didn't uh-uh. see it, but oh, it's good. She fakes <clears throat> her own death, and yeah. when she comes back, she's like, "I'm alive." Everybody went, "Well, fuck you." Yeah, they they she faked her own death because she was having an affair with someone. Yeah, and uh, she resurfaced in the desert in Mexico with a bag over her head. But it was like they planted her there just so she could be like, "I'm alive." And they had a parade in in L.A. by her church that was like a bigger 
group of people gathered than when the president was in town. It was like hundreds of thousands of people gathered to see her when she was like back and alive. Her innovation oh was that she put it on the radio or something, like something so yeah, stupid. Exactly. She's like the very, the very Perry first Mason, like televangelist type person. Yeah. Yeah, that show 100% uses this exact character. It's really? in the. See, this is the stuff that should be a biopic before they make the uh, Pam and Tommy leave. (laughs) Like, let's focus on, like, stories other than, like, Deuce whacked off. It's, like, perfect for, like, a Showtime, you know, like, series that goes forever. There's so much information there. That or, like, uh, you know, one of the members of NSYNC that we don't know about very well would be Ooh. nice, right? <laughs> yeah. Joey Fat One. Yeah. <laughs> Joey one Fat One. that was just one. named, like, Chris. I think there was one that was just, like, Chris, hey, Chris. Chris Kirkpatrick, the one with the skunk hair. Chris Kirkpatrick, yeah. you can oh, get your ass kicked worse than them little Limp Biscuit bastards. <laughs> Who said that? That was Eminem. Uh, I'm not going to give you the yeah, next line because he says the gay F word in the next line. Uh-oh. Uh, I heard that word yesterday. <laughs> Did you, so, I bet he's from, still, that aimed guy, at you? Chris Kirkpatrick, is probably still seething about that. Just like whenever <laughs> Eminem brought up, he's like, don't even, don't play that Eminem album. Like it's from 1999. Yep, still don't play. It. I can't think yeah. of Carson Daly without going and Fred Durst and him arguing over who she gave head to first. Like I, yeah. there's certain like Chris, Kerb- I, there's certain people that I just hear in rap lyrics, and they're mostly Eminem rap lyrics to show you my age. Yeah. By the way, I did have a music question that I was going to do later, but I'll do it now. I wanted uh, CDs are going up in sales. Like people are buying CDs. Again, and so I wanted to see uh, what were you guys like? A, were you like a Case Logic guy? Were you like a Tower guy? Where did you put your CDs? I had a few incidences where CDs were stolen out of my car in those big. Do you remember like the big oh. zip ones, the yeah. leather yeah. zip ones with this like happened five, to so many people. Eight a page. I had, like I never learned my lesson in like high school and college and my beat up car. You know what else can take those out is one. Being, one like, dorm room beer can wipe out like a, your entire like lifetime music. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember those? If CDs come back, I wonder if the uh, scratch doctor will come back. The thing that you put the CD in the, with the lubrication and you put it in the little spindle and the wheel and you fix your <laughs> shitty CDs. Remember that? I wanted to see if there was a CD. There's five of us. I wanted to see if there's a CD that exists that all five of us would have had. So I'm going to start guessing. Ooh, that's probably probably there probably is one. Okay, I'm going to get. Never mind. Uh, I'm, that was my first never guess. Mind, never mind. Never mind. Yes. Uh, oh, we already did it. Everybody had okay. never mind. We already did it. Never okay. Mind. What was oh, never mind? Never I don't know if I had it. What was Nirvana? it? <laughs> never mind. Nirvana. No, I didn't have it. You didn't have it. Never mind. No, I had Green Day Dookie. Okay, I was going to... Dookie was one of my... I had Dookie. I had Dookie. Oh, Arish ruined it. Dang. I got it. Uh, That was my first CD. Tom Petty's greatest... Or Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Tom Petty Wildflowers. I did not. No! Oh, come on. I thought that was a shirt. Okay. The Chronic... Dr. Dre, The Chronic. No. I didn't have that. I did not. Uh, uh, Blood Sugar Sex... Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, I hate yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, yeah. no. Well, I hate them now. But... Okay, fine. Rage Against the Machine self-titled debut. Yes. No. Damn it, Randy. What, what about... Let's just go with Randy. What CDs did you have? Well, I got one. I got one. This might be a good okay. one. Okay. okay. Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. 
<laughs> I have I that on I have that on vinyl now. Okay. I didn't have it on TV. All right. What about uh, TLC Crazy Sexy Cool. Oh, yes. Yes. Pearl Jam Ten. No. Yes. No. Yes. Oh no, Randy. Sma- Randy's the young one. Okay, vanilla young ice, young Randy. Self vanilla ice. Or did we have young, that? I had, I had vanilla ice, yeah. I was young and also listened to like the bare naked ladies. So I was like not <laughs> listening to punk, you know what I mean? Did you have Nirvana <laughs> unplugged? Uh I didn't have any Nirvana. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Any guns yeah. and roses? Feel sorry for your childhood. You had bare naked <laughs> ladies and no Nirvana. <laughs> I, I, I remember I remember uh, <laughs> like being in sixth grade and people already wearing like the shirts where Kurt Cobain had died you know I was mm-hmm. kind of like I was a little young but uh I was also not very cool I was listening to like Ben Folds what about what's That's the story morning glory uh what's that who's what band is that I think I had that one Oasis is the one that I said I don't know oh. That's a good one Oh, what about that Everclear? Everclear had a CD that everyone had. Well, I got one maybe. This might oh, be yeah. a good one. Okay. Uh, any Fatboy Slim CDs? Mm, I, did I didn't not. have it. What about the Chemical oh. Brothers? Any Chemical Brothers? I did have ke- the first, the black one with the girl's silhouette on it. That's the second one. What about, you know what I think everyone the had? Um, Smash by Offspring. Smash by Offspring. I had that. Oh, yeah. I had Offspring. Damn yeah, it. Man. I wanted no, Offspring come to be. Oh, man. We're come on. striking what about out. The one that got really big, the Closer. downward spiral. Oh, downward spiral. This is a fun game. Man, okay. August and everything. August and everything after by the Counting Crows. We all had that. Right? I didn't have oh, Counting, Counting Crows. Yeah. Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Or Alanis Morissette. Boys to Men. I had Boys to oh, Men. Boys to Men with the Roman numeral two on it. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Boys to Men. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my second CD. That's so, my second CD. A bop, bop, yeah. bop, a BBD. East yeah. Coast landman. Never skipped a beat. Ah. Dude. Yeah. So Motown had, Philly. Why wasn't that one of the first that we said? Why? I almost said it. I almost said it after Why was that? that was my second CD. Yeah. I almost said Frampton Comes Alive, but then I realized that was a record. It was going to be that or it was going to be uh, <laughs> CNC Music Factory, and we're all going to oh, be I had that one. Did Wait, hear about that did you guys all have CNC band? Music Factory? I, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Do you know about the dancer from that band, CNC Music Mm-mm. Factory? He danced so fast that his heart exploded. No. Yeah, it's true. Like Look recently or? No, back in the day, probably like 1996. That's how, that's how he and Bruce Lee died. They spontaneously combusted. Yeah. Was it he just danced. because of how fast the beat was of the music or was it because of his dancing? Like, I think it was Was it like a particular a, song that could kill you? Like, I think it was more he chose to dance so fast. They had to, uh, a, a, a side note of that story, at the music factory, they had to change their sign to, like, one injury. <laughs> they had, for years, zero injuries. They had to change the sign. Oh, fuck you, Peters. That was a good, good joke. OSHA joke. I like it. I like it. It's a good OSHA, yeah. I mean... Wait till oh, Upton yeah. Sinclair comes to this music like, factory. Oh, man, we've gone all these years at the music Welcome to the job. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome it's to the jungle. Perfectly ran music factory, and then the guy's just in the back. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, fuck. Oh. That's yeah. why they don't have dance factory music factories anymore. Is because yeah. of that one. Yeah, accident. you're not supposed to dance. <laughs> well, they're all the in China now. Yeah, yeah. they God used damn. to be. They used to be Detroit's number one economy with yeah. uh, 
music factories. All of the... was just one of 2,000 music See, yeah, and that came out in 91. Clinton gets elected in <laughs> 92. He moves all the music factories over to China. Uh, Thanks, industry. NAFTA. Thank you, NAFTA. <laughs> what do they call that band that played on all the Detroit, all the uh, Motown albums, the backing oh, band? Weren't they ca- oh, yes, I used to know this. Um, something. The Hit Factory? The Something Factory. The Hit Factory? Oh, or it's also the... <laughs> Or it's that's something what they called could, the Motown's nickname was the Hit Factory. Hit Factory wasn't there an, a group of uh, studio musicians that weren't, weren't they called yes. like the, yes, the working I can't something? Their, yes, I can't remember. Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking, wrecking, crew. Yeah. The wrecking yeah, crew. That's, and that's it. a that's job. It. They were no longer allowed to wreck. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was before the '90s. That was before they. they there Bill, were no more wrecking Bill crews. Yeah. No more hit factories. You can't. You guys can't CNC do that here. This down. is indoors. You can't be wrecking things. <laughs> Wasn't was everybody man. dance now sung by the same women who sang "It's Raining Men"? Oh, I don't know. It was one of those um, Rob and Fab, uh, Millie Vanilli type of situations where. Oh really? Oh really? Where oh. like the woman had to prove that she was like, I can sing, but it was like really. Like, if you think about it, everybody dance now. I think about it. It's raining. Oh, it's I the do... same, yeah. same lady. But she had one thing that she could do vocally, and uh, and at her interview at the Music Factory, they were like, "Give us what you got." And she's like, "She's like, we need one. We need one of you." Have you guys revisited the uh, Music Factory at all recently or um, Black Box or any of that stuff or Rob and Fab? Things that make you go, hmm? Some of that stuff is really still very good. Uh, people have yeah, been talking like... about Millie Vanilli a lot lately. Are you serious? I have kind of go back real quick. This whole thing about CDs coming back. Yeah. Is that something you actually read or did someone just tell you that at a gas station? I actually read that for the first time since like – whatever napster the right. sale of cds went up from the previous year's sales so is that like going up because there's no place left to go because they're so low <laughs> they, well, it's I mean, actually like a significant i mean like trend. we all know people who put their comedy albums out on tapes because tapes had like a moment recently yeah. and everything 90s is big again like I look at my niece and nephew, their hair and their clothes look like me and my sister when we were in high school, you know, like, wow. If you go to like the gap, it's like, looks like the same shit from like the late nineties and early two thousands. Do people, does anybody know how that's going for the comedians that released on tape? Because I did an album on vinyl when that was cool and it was a bad decision. Really? (laughs) I don't think it is. I think it's a good decision. What? Don't people didn't people want to buy it? I mean, people don't buy comedy albums anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. So, does it matter? Some what people. You're some on? people bought. I mean, most most of my sales were digital sales, but like at shows, people would. Yeah. Like, buy didn't you get most of your money from Sound Exchange anyway? Yeah. I had a CD, dude, and I would. It's like I couldn't give my CD away. People are like, I don't take... have it in my. Car. I don't have a CD player in my car. I don't own a CD player. Well, that's how I felt about tape. Like when, like yeah. tapes now. Like I, a good buddy of mine just released a tape, and like that was my question for him. Was like, how do you? If someone buys it, how do they play it? Like, what do you play it on? Yeah. Who has well, a tape some player? sort of thing like where tapes were supposed to sound better for some people or something? I don't know <laughs> what the logic was there, but wasn't that the drive? Like, I mean, it was, I thought it was similar to vinyl or something like tape that. was have, supposed to. They sound? do have a warmer. Or like if they came out with mid-range. like there was ways to play tapes that were more interesting. There was like a whole little tape revive. People were also doing like a lot more 
tape eight track things or like uh, four track things like live yeah. performances. Oh, the technology tapes. of tapes has gotten better than they got better. There's tape. Some, there was some sort of like sort of revival of the technology too. I thought that's what was like, I remember going oh. to a lot of like kind of noise shows where people were playing tapes, like along with music. I don't know if you I were. I think that's a looping know, thing. It's more like, yeah, a, yeah. Cause you can manipulate the tape. Yeah, I thought it was t in tandem with that, but maybe not. Or... No, I think maybe there hasn't actually been a technological shift in cassettes, but I think the thing that people liked was the tangibility of it and the fact that you can't like shuttle through tracks, so it kind of forces you to pay attention, which I think a lot of us geezers would want to do. Because yeah, we had to listen like, to the whole fucking tape. You want to be forced to pay attention to something in this in this world we live in where it's... So fast-paced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, the best it's thing about the CD is that you can tape. skip a track, man. You'd be like, I liked four, seven. Yeah. yeah. I, did, like, I got, like, really into vinyl records, and it is, like, a pain, the whole thing of knowing the groove that the track is on and dropping the needle right into the track. It really, like, I can see at the time that, like, tapes... And then later CDs, like I could see the pitch of being like, no one wants to, no one knows where track four is on a literal circle of track grooves. No one can find What that. did DJs do? Put like a little marks on it or something? They, you just had to be good at dropping. That's where the term like dropping the needle. You had to be good at like. So like Grandmaster Flash just fucking knew where to put that's it. Not, that's absolutely not true. You can see a groove for each track on a record. But that's what I'm saying. You gotta like be able to. That's like to to drop that's the needle right light. at the beginning. That's a little bit of a skill. I mean, I've DJed for a long time, and there's no easier person to make fun of than a DJ because your average monkey can learn to DJ. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know. I said that because some of the some of the dumbest people I ever met in my entire life were DJs. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to that zoo exhibit if they talk. Yeah, you got monkeys DJing? I would, be, I would yeah. be at the zoo lining up with everybody. That would be awesome. I bet they would do a great job for real. I bet, I bet they could do it. Like that would be like a great late night zoo event. Like open it up. Oh my god! What do you think they're into? Don't say the monkeys. Probably into uh, probably like some Euro trance kind of stuff. Yeah, you can see them doing yeah. Euro trance. Yeah. Slow down. They're big, they're big I think into drum and Skrillex. Bass. I think monkeys would be into drum and bass. They like Skrillex, man. Think about what monkeys like doing. Fucking breaking shit and robot noises. I decided. Yeah. I would say like GG Allen because they throw their shit, you know? Yeah. Back yeah. to my point, though. Do you really think a monkey is going to find the groove that, like, Jack <laughs> 5 starts and be able to put it right down, that delicate needle drop, and not start the first it right try. at the beginning of the... Right not the, the first try, though. Oh, if you give a thousand monkeys a hundred typewriters... <laughs> they will make records out of them that sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that reminds me of that whole genre of music where it was, like, animals as lead singers. Do you know this genre of music? There was a like a hardcore metal band that had a parrot lead singer and what another hardcore metal band that had like a pit bull dog lead singer and it's just like the squawking of a parrot was the vocals so it was just like I mean somebody sent me a video a listener sent me a video of a parrot singing uh bodies by uh let the bodies hit the floor that one It's probably the band I'm talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> Drowning pool. I want pool. to hear this. <laughs> Look up parrot sings uh, parrot death metal parrot sings bodies. Okay, uh, 
I just saw there was a 40-year anniversary of Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off of a bat. What's the mm. grossest thing you've ever eaten in your life? Don't say Arby's. It's right there, but don't say it. Arby's is good. Yeah, Arby's is really good. If you like shaved hot dogs. I don't I don't stand for any uh, Arby's back talk. A beef and cheddar and curly fries? I know. Really oh, good. I mean, it's amazing. Mocha shake? That's yeah. really good. Yeah, it oh, is really yeah. good. <laughs> I don't understand. I get... Okay, anyway. Actually, um, I did. Actually, did my dumbest. The thing I hate the most is when like John Oliver's in like, and Bud Light tastes like an old hobo pissed in a Bud sock. Bud Light tastes like an elephant had its own penis in its mouth and went outside and found this place the worst taste ever. It's like that doesn't taste. That's not what it tastes like. <laughs> Bud Light. When I was growing up, people used to do Olive Garden good. jokes go, all I the time. Mine. I know mine. What is yours, Andy? I had at this like fancy pants restaurant, I had squid ink pasta and it was like, I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't know what it was going to be, but it was literal. Uh, like I thought it was maybe like a, 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 like it was something else. Like the sauce wasn't actually made out of the ink <laughs> of a squid. Like, but then they bring yeah. me like penne pasta with, that was like black. It was like covered in like black ooze and it like made my teeth and tongue all black. And it was and it was like literal like ink like it tasted like you just poured an ink pen onto penne pasta, and it like I don't know why some things are foods we don't need to make all things into foods like you get ink from a squid. I'm going back to my '90s comedy shtick of trying to be who is the first the deal person. With <laughs> who thought this was a good idea? It's ink. <laughs> who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> But it is like just because it comes out of an animal doesn't mean you got to make a food out of it. That's oh. like, you know, we can you gotta just, try. You gotta try. I mean, you gotta give an effort. You gotta well, go it up okay. for the Italians. You had to squirt a lot of shit on pasta before you got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They tried squidding, and then they were trying to like this cheese. This melted cheese works pretty good. <laughs> Glad we stole this from the Chinese. <laughs> Why did we start with squids? <laughs> We had tomatoes the whole time. <laughs> but they didn't. But they didn't. No. That's from but the new world. But no. they didn't. No, they didn't. Please. I'm the guy who just ruins everything. Oh, actually, but they didn't. <laughs> actually, actually, pizza is Chinese. You ever met that person? Cultural appropriation. Spaghetti is Chinese. Like, shut up. Everything's Chinese. <laughs> Everything that Everything. ever has existed is Chinese. Squidding, squidding shit. For squidding sure. has got to like, be. Japanese or Chinese. Aris, what's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? Um, I had this thing from uh, this kind of salsa they make in Venezuela, or some kind of hot sauce, uh, and it had bugs in it. Yeah. And uh, that's what made it like extra hot. It, I don't think it was gross. I actually liked it, but I guess that would be like the grossest thing. I bugs could made it hot? Yeah. yeah. My brother-in-law is from Venezuela. I will have to ask him about bug hot sauce. Yeah, like a spicy bug is spicy what you're bug. About. Basically, yeah, that's what I mean. This was a long time ago. It was like, uh, I was like maybe thirteen or something when we went, and yeah, it. Uh, you went to Venezuela. I liked it. My mom, I remember, was revolted at the rest of my family, but yeah. You went to Venezuela. This bug sauce, yeah. yeah. That's another one of those things. Like somebody at the restaurant can be like, you know that hot peppers exist, right? We don't have. It's to like you. It's like bugs. there's these animals. You don't have to use every part of the animal in the food. Am I right? Is that Back what to I'm my saying? bit. That's you do. <laughs> Who are these people? But I spiced it up. <laughs> <laughs> who's 
Who's the man who thought of eating spicy bugs? I saw a guy on like a Netflix chef table show who had the birds eat hot peppers so the eggs came out spicy. What? No. That's rude. I don't like when stuff like that happens. It's, yeah, it's, I don't like that. It makes like, why is this thing not getting dissolved? He was That's like, like a, he was like a it, bird. He's like, birds don't say. have tongues that make it hot. So it's like, yeah. fine. <clears throat> Sorry, like Randy, I stepped fetal, on what you're saying. I would say it's like a fetal alcohol syndrome, baby. <laughs> the, the spicy eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, is that inappropriate? <laughs> Make a spicy. But also, like, I'm no birdologist, but that's not how the digestive system works. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, if you eat a lot of spicy food, you have a spicy baby. <laughs> a spicy bad dead baby. That's how I came out. Women, it's a it's more years? like a period, right? That's what an egg is. So it's like a spicy period. Yeah. You're offending my child. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's usually babies who are offended by jokes. Triple uh, A has <laughs> robot umpires now. Uh, what do you, what do you want to really? have? Yeah, they're gonna go with a robot strike zone, and then just like an umpire standing there going, "says strike." Wow, sounds fun. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Are you okay with it? I'm okay with it. I feel like I feel like the ump. It's like he's just got the same eyes that we got, you know. It's not like he he really knows. He gets it wrong. So maybe a ro- it's not like a robot is gonna like a, a self driving car could kill someone. I don't know about a, a, a robot ump. You know, I think it's pretty safe. Well, how long till the Astros hack into it though? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they probably invented it. It's like this was designed by Flashros Incorporated. I say this way too often, but there's a book that this guy came out with that was like this best-selling book about the 2017 Astros. They had just won the World Series and it was like how this ragtag group of guys went beyond the stats and here's how they made the p- perfect championship team. It was like a dude banged on a trash can in the dugout when a curveball yeah. was coming. That's what they did in reality. I love that. Have you seen that video where it like breaks down every time that they banged on a trash can? And it's just insane to me that no pitcher throughout an entire season was like, what's that trash can noise? <laughs> they should have made like, like a money ball style movie, time. but just about that guy who with the trash can. Yeah. I would watch that. that trash awesome. can ball. <laughs> Those pitchers are not the smartest guys. But like DJs, it pitchers, happened, it happened like a lot. I think pitchers are dumber than DJs. Oh, <laughs> you ever you ever heard Kurt Schilling talk? Come on. I mean, I think football players are smart. All football players are smarter than all baseball players. OJ. <laughs> if they uh, replace baseball players with monkeys, I again would watch that. Oh my know, god, that would be so fun. great. That would be fucking. There'd be awesome. so many home runs. Holy crap! Or like the behind the play umpires. And then when they go crazy, like when they win out in the field are monkeys. <laughs> oh, that would be badass. <laughs> Teach a monkey. I do like to your point with the uh, the umpires, like having the same set of eyes. I love it when you watch baseball. And the umpire clearly messes it up because they just show you a graphic of how the umpire. Yeah, they show you the box, the square. So like, I think the robot thing. Yeah, Yeah. robots would take away that part where viewers are just like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a cartoon of how he messed it up." (laughs) What? (laughs) What? The ball did go to the outside of the box. What else should have? About your job, they had that. What else should have robots? Like a. Who else should have robots? Okay, check. Hear me out. Uh, Robot cops. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would never have uh, a, a Robocop, you say? Oh, <laughs> damn, Robocops. I know it was a Hugh Jackman movie, but I would watch robot wrestling. And I know that was Battle Boss was a thing, but I would watch like human like cyborgs wrestling. Like... Are you referring to Real Steel? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm referring to Real Steel. I watched it, it's like, good. So BattleBots is small bo- robots. Real Steel's giant robots. I'm talking like shout out w- Bill Dwyer size wrestlers, middle aged like human like wrestlers, because those guys are on like drugs and get injured all the time and their lives are really sad. If we just replaced all of those dudes, I mean, I know they have jobs, but if like if all wrestlers are just robots, then it wouldn't. Like the sad part of the documentary just wouldn't exist. They would just be like, we threw away this robot when it lost the championship. <laughs> or whatever it wouldn't be like he turned to drugs and murdered his wife and child in a in a fit of roid rage it would just be like this robot now sits in a back alley and we don't use him for wrestling anymore i would feel bad about that robot just the same way i feel bad about any wrestler though chris yeah. ben robot chris, i feel bad That'll chris be ben uh, ro- 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 yeah ro- you did it you got it i got it it's, a, it's not right but it's right <laughs> what about uh like robot therapists mm-hmm. that actually you know? makes sense it does then you don't have to share with like a real person you know yeah because all they do is they just ask you questions occasionally they're non sequiturs mm-hmm. yeah that's all my therapist does anyways i talk for 15 minutes and he goes so how was it talking with your dad <laughs> Isn't this just an argument for better therapists, though? Like, it doesn't seem like no, ro- for yeah. for robots. Like, Robot means better, Arish. Yeah. Isn't there yeah. an app now that will just like align you? It's like chat roulette, but with a therapist. It'll just align you with a random. I saw really? like yeah, some yeah, commercial yeah. that was just like, if you need help, visit this app, and we'll just hook you up with a video. It's a like making an Uber therapist. for a therapist, basically. It's really yeah. shitty. Like, Man. it's like. Destroying the field for whatever the healthcare can provide. system is, it's just really comically bad at this point. Yeah. It's truly, they're a bunch of billionaire thieves. They're literally thieves. And there's just no accountability whatsoever. And it's only going to get worse. I don't like it when I'm yeah. in therapy and I can tell that one of the bottles is pee next to him. What? That's what I'm saying. Okay, Uber, Uber drivers. Oh. <laughs> Tried to think of Who something is horrible. <laughs> is your therapist just in prison? He offered me mints. Gr- Actually, you know what? That's the solution. <laughs> therapist Uber driver. I would love to talk to a prisoner as my therapist. Because you know they'll tell you stuff like, yeah, it sucks. But listen, what's going on right here that I've learned? <laughs> I'll be like, wow. Okay. Oh, that is amazing. That. Therapy. It's like scared straight and therapy. He's like, well, your day sucked. But did you have to yeah. let a dude fuck your armpit? But it might be like a two-way street, though, too, because I could give them news, and they could like, I could entertain them with stuff I'm doing, and they'd be like, wow, I haven't got to know about that because I've been in here. I feel like Brooks Hadlin would have been like a really good therapist. Who's that? The old man in Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He does kill himself, though. He could okay. have used uh, some helps. Yeah. I'm going get to a, get a prison pen pal going here ASAP. I got to do it. Prison, yeah. Okay, uh... I- only one political question this week, or I think. Maybe. I don't Oh, no, a couple. But uh, Trump versus this Ron DeSantis guy. Who's going to win this grudge match of of um, wonderful Republican men? One is uh, 43 years old and one is 75. Who is going to win this round of uh, Republican deathmatch between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump? 
Philip, unfortunately, always will win because he is like an undead. He's not real. He's like a he's undead. Uh, Ron DeSantis is LARPing like as like one of the Trump type. He went to Harvard Law and I mean, he's got all the big brain shit behind him. He pretends to be that character. He's like Ted Cruz. So I want to see the authentic Trump beat him out. Yeah. Like you have to be genuinely dumb, genuinely arrogant. You can't just like fake it till you make it stuff. I don't Remind me what was who's Ron DeSantis? <laughs> Florida governor. I'm like not a political person. You have the you are probably mentally healthier than I am. <laughs> uh, what was his deal? He's he's the Florida governor and he's like oh. what he's like, what's COVID? Yeah, Trump is. Wait, are they the they're debating? The what's the thing between him and Trump? You can tell that one is on the ascent and then one is Trump, and then so it's like who's next? And so it's this guy, and obviously Trump fucking hates that. Mm. That's gonna fuel Trump even more. Yeah. Yep. I don't have any. I think the best case scenario: Trump wins again. We all realize how terrible it is, and it causes like a a paradigm shift because it has to get really bad before it gets better. It's... And it won't get really bad if there's if someone beats Trump because it'll be like sort of status quo-y stuff. That's just my my ten thousand foot opinion yes. view. Johnny Pemberton said it here. <clears throat> Go, he wants Trump to win twenty twenty. I want Trump to win just so we hit rock bottom for real. But didn't we hit it the first time? I mean, I don't. I don't think I we don't did. Know. I think we bounced. I mean, I, I think the bottom is like can go <laughs> so real we, low, we, but I don't. Yeah, just, I, think I like bounced. the bouncing idea. Yeah, it's because the, the first time is always. It's like the first time you get knocked out. Is that thing with professional fighters where once you get knocked out, you can get knocked out easily again and again. Oh. So with Trump's Chuck Liddell, first win, Chuck it was Liddell like, factor. It was the first knockout, and so now, we ha- now we're just going to get totally routed by this insane, malevolent, neutral, evil beast, and it will make people be like, okay, we can't back these shell people anymore. It has to be someone who's authentic, who was willing to be a piece of shit to destroy the dragon wasn't the thing always though that the real like trump is like a hilarious moron who doesn't really want to be hitler he just wants to watch tv and put on makeup and do his hair and it's like wouldn't desantis be more scary because he is like a smart guy or do you need to like you're saying like uh, trump came with stephen miller who was full-on like nazi and like he came up with a lot of people who did terrible shit yeah like I don't really think you need the guy at top. I guess Steve Bannon is that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So so Trump's going to win. Fine. Yeah. That's Randy, Johnny, Andy, and Arish. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, you can do that right now. If you're enjoying the show, please tell people about it. Don't keep it to yourself. That is selfish. There's still more show. But if you want video of this panel, you're like, what do these bitches look like? And you want 90 other panels. Where? It's on the show's Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Brido. B-R-I-D-O. I lost track of how many panels there are. But every panel since COVID started a hundred years ago. There's a panel for every show. There's also World Series reviews. I posted my 50th. Chicago Comedy History Project bonus show. There's 50 fucking shows that are not out to the public. I'm writing a book about the Chicago alt scene. Those are the interviews. You can listen to them there. This week, we got Bonafide Hunk Tom Lawler 
the creator of the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. If you know, you know Tom Lawler on the show this week. If you want to help support the show, that's also where you go. Do I need money? Yes. Patreon.com forward slash Brighto. It's on your computer. My show with Kelsey Ayer is February 3rd. That's a Thursday at Checker Hall in Highland Park. If you're in the Los Angeles area, schedule to perform Brooks Whelan, Lisa Traeger, Danielle Perez, Nina Tarr, plus music from Omatola, Kelsey, me. The show is free. I'll see you there if you're in the LA area. Come say hello. If you want even more of me, you know I'm on the Power Moves with Mike Burns program wherever you're listening to this. Right after you listen to this, go get Mike Burns. Not before. Don't stop this. Listen to this. Okay. We'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. This show was brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape with black belt instructor and bona fide hunk J.J. motherfucking Barr. He's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go, platter the fuck out of life until it taps. No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Tell them Brido sent you. What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners, tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and TV alive during this podcast. Tony's a film nerd, Joel is a music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle Podcast anywhere you download your podcast. Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast, and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken, and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine, so maybe you'll like our show too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. (laughs) These guys fuck. (laughs) Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Randy, Johnny, Andy, and Arish. If you haven't hit subscribe yet... We're enemies. Andy didn't know who Ron DeSantis was and got the most mad about political <clears throat> That's what happened. There. <laughs> I don't feel bad about that. Oh, That's so- what I feel. Bup, I've been busy It sounded like a sentence. <laughs> yeah. bup, oh, he wanted I've up. I've been a little busy. <laughs> Oh, you have a small child? You don't know who Ron, the governor of a faraway state? I don't give a shit what's happening in Florida. I'm being peed on right now. (laughs) You're better for it. Yeah. Uh, he wants to watch. Well, what is the deal with the current Jamaican bobs? I feel like you were about to say that they were like back and they're coming back to the Winter Olympics. They are. They qualified for the first time since that movie was made. Thank See, this is now we're talking. That's great. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they're good, right? You know, they're good at sprinting. That country yeah. always has good sprinters, always. so that's what bobsledding is. Yeah. 
their track and field are, program second are to they none. being coached did they have a new john candy that's what i wanted yeah, yeah. <laughs> i could play they have the somebody take candy them all the way part. randy you gotta get in there yeah make I'm some phone headed calls to jamaica <laughs> They'll just believe that any uh, bearded guy knows about bobsledding. Just like yeah. anybody comes into Jamaica and they're like, yeah, this guy looks maybe Canadian. I bet if Randy walked up to you and was like, you're never going to believe it, but I know a lot about bobsledding. You go, I you can sell it for sure. Yeah. What is I really the... feel like bobsledding is one of those sports that, like, the Winter Olympics has a lot of these, where like curling. But if you spent like a weekend where you just focused completely on bobsledding or curling, you could like almost reach the levels of an Olympian. Oh my I, God. I mean, that is like, so if I, if I was like, uneducated. okay, I'm locking myself into a curling <laughs> facility for like seven days. I think I would come out and be like, I'm, I'm on the U S <laughs> these people walk themselves away for much more than seven days. No. You know what I mean? Randy. They will still, they will still be more prepared than you. <laughs> Super athlete. No. Andy Peters needs seven days to get into to the Olympics. <laughs> Andy Peters dies. I watched that movie. (laughs) That's like a CNC Music Factory situation. (laughs) Curling is literally sliding a rock across ice. It is. It it would take me less than seven days to figure out how to do this. (laughs) They have an ice rink. Person literally pushes it with a broom. I can learn that part in two days. I went to an ice rink in Panorama City where they have curling lessons. It's fucking hard. What is hard about it? You were it's, it's nuance. It's called nuance. I don't yeah, think sure you know what the sport is. You think that if the goal is just to, to slide it? They're like, that was a good slide. If I had the special, <laughs> if I had the special no slip shoes and the equipment and the right broom, I could. Give me- you know what? I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna flip it and be like, absolutely, you could. Thank you. And then bobsledding is what? Going downhill in an aerodynamic See sled? that? Like, yeah. Who can't do that? It's just a little roller coastering. It's just, it's, it's just a, it's a roller coaster. How and good like, are you at roller coasters? I don't feel like the winner is, <laughs> I don't think that the winner is any better at bobsledding. They just like maybe bought a better bobsled. They have the best bobsled. <laughs> they had a fancier bobsled? They have Nas. <laughs> Whatever, not the actual competition is building the better bobsled. That's all it's that's about. Right? Not, there's no athlete. I mean, it's over before they get there. Who to yep. say, show up and be like, that's no. the best bobsled. Like, <laughs> like with the Jamaican bobsled team, like a person comes in and coaches, and they're like, what do we need to know? Well, you get inside of the bobsled, <laughs> and like you, you want to, you want to get it going downhill. And then some you of these get countries, the some of these countries aren't getting in the bobsled. That's the problem. Like, we'll get, we'll get you out of the bobsled once the bobsled ride is over. Like, that was, yeah. A lot of them been putting their hands. The reason they didn't win was because they held it on their shoulders, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Some of these guys put their hands up when they go down. They're like not as aerodynamic. You want to be faster going down. You just gotta need to know. You gotta know when to do this. One team did have like a professional football like lineman or running back like pushing it one time. I forget who it was. That makes sense. That's a smart move. I want to say it was Herschel Walker even, but I don't know for sure. If I got, if I had to do it, I would get Ron Gronkowski, and he mm-hmm. would just be my push man, and he like, would be the and then we could be a bobsled team. Us four with Ron Gronkowski, with the Gronk. Yeah, we could be. We'd be fine with Randy's beard. He looks like he knows a lot about it. Andy's going to yeah. build us our confidence, and I guess Arish, you got to come up with a role here, buddy. You got to, you got to. I'll be John Candy in a fat suit. <laughs> I can do that. Already. <laughs> 
Okay, um, the M&M redesign. Did you want the green oh. to stay slutty or what? What do you guys want? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Eminem the rapper at first, but yeah. The, do you want Eminem? Yeah. M&M? Uh, do you want Eminem to like stay slutty? slutty? Uh, they should all be slutty. I think sluttier the better. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the green one's is not slutty, slutty. Basically, I think all yeah. the other Eminem should be slutty if they make the green oh, one. Oh man, not slutty, I had a. Know? Is this the same treatment that the um, that the slutty uh, bunny from Space Jam got? Or they, and they like de slutty ah. they. Yeah, the heels. It went from heels to like sneakers on the Eminem or something. Yeah, they uh, gave her. Yeah. Somebody called him Larry David shoes. <laughs> on, the, on Twitter, a, a listener sent yeah. me a thing that said, "Now they're gonna get rid of the dick vein and Snickers bars." Shout out Jason Ebert. Is too intimidating. Like... It's been feeling secure. Yeah. <laughs> the the shift to the style of shoes is still slutty it's just this generation's version of slutty like if you go to portland like the strippers wear like uh converse all-stars they don't wear heels anymore you know it's like lazy slutty you know so it's still slutty i've never been to the strip clubs in atlanta but if there is a better strip club city than portland i have not been there yeah it might might be atlanta i've never been to atlanta either we at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. We would have strip club day. It was just like insane. So much fun. Yeah, um, and they wear they wear just gross tennis shoes. It's real cute. <laughs> so in your head, you're like, and I think the brown M M&M. and I will say that the one time I went at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, they had like a like hamburger fixins buffet at the, at the strip club is great. One of them sold soup, uh, uh, garden, garden city or something. I don't know. Magic garden is what it's called. A soup. They sold soup. I heard soup. that a woman, a woman had burned her breast in a bowl of soup. I was going to say, that's a bad strip club food. Soup. It's a, a long tit club? is what that is. When I was a kid, you know those uh, magazines when you're checking out at the grocery store, like the World News or, you know, like the outlandish covers, like the Inquirer or whatever. But one of them, the the cover said that a a woman had burned her breast at a topless bar in a bowl of soup. And it just stuck with me (laughs) since I was like six. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) The true danger of topless bars. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. You can get really burned. Go to topless bar. Uh, it's good that Randy didn't go place, to the yeah. topless bar soup place because he, the I whole been time he would have been like, "This out. is a bad idea. This is a really yeah, bad idea." Yeah, either get rid of this soup or put some tops on. This is uh, <laughs> can't yeah. have both. And he's holding his old copy of Global News and shaking <laughs> like, "This is." <laughs> uh, it'll have history repeats Learn itself. From the past. Is Randy doing like a Mort Saul thing now? No, he's just really damaged no. by this thing that happened he to him. He carries that everywhere, and we just happen to be in a soup buffet. <laughs> he gets <laughs> really excited. Club. This is his worst nightmare. He talks about it all the time. Yeah. Okay, I was going to. What is the greatest action movie of all time? I've gotten really big into action movies. I never watched like all of them. I started watching. The Fast and Furiouses. I never watched them. I, I I just watched Seven. It's probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. What is the greatest uh, action movie? That's when he drives in between the uh, skyscrapers. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. seeing that in the trailer and being like, "No way!" And then they did it. Yeah. I like. I had yeah. a big. Uh, sorry, Randy. Um, no, go for it. Uh, 
like old Steven Seagal movies, like Under Siege. Oh yeah. And then Under Siege Two, which is Under Siege in a train. <laughs> Versus submarines under siege, and then they did a sequel where a train was under siege, and that both sieges they called Steven Seagal, and he and he ended the siege, and it's great. Those are like the best because it's like such a weird character where it's like he's the spe- specialist of like things being held hostage, and they never explain like it's like taken. <laughs> yeah, but like like anytime. A people, a group of people are taken hostage in a vehicle of some kind. They gotta call there it. is a specific genre of action movies I'm really enjoying, and it's like The Equalizer, Jack Reacher, uh, John Wick, and like Nobody with uh, Bob Odenkirk, where it's like this dude mm-hmm. can beat up fucking anybody. Go, yeah. and that's the whole movie. What I don't like about those, <laughs> let me let me give the counter argument is yeah. it's always about like sort of either like. Uh, late gen xer or boomer type who like takes on and kicks all these people's asses i wanted to see nobody but christopher lloyd is the action hero (laughs) that's how you have to do it generally he is in the movie and that's where it left me jack reacher also has uh fucking um i can't think of his name he is the consigliere in godfather i like the idea of like 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 a nobody but starring like jeffrey tambor or something like that (laughs) it's like what Well, I mean, that was kind of the thing with Odenkirk, too. It sort of been, like, someone too odd. I didn't feel like they played enough on that. Robert like, Duvall. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't come up with it. Oh, Robert Duvall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We don't talk enough about Robert Duvall. No. Not enough. Um, I like, uh, uh, as far as uh, action, you were talking about the Fast and the Furious 7. Like, on that page, uh, also with The Rock, the movie Skyscraper. Oh, I'm yeah. down. Where it's like the whole movie is just those events where he like runs and jumps from a thing to a thing. And like, it's like everything exists in this giant skyscraper, like everything, including a forest. So it's like, it's like, yeah, the movie's about a skyscraper, but there's a forest fire in the skyscraper. And like, so like you literally can create any atmosphere there. It's great. I'm so wait, there's a forest in the skyscraper. Yes. There's a forest like, on the hundredth floor, there's like this big giant greenhouse, oh and and he's like running through an actual forest fire in what? a building. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. And Did they introduce the concept by saying there's a forest in the sky? Like you're just like surprised by it or something? I think at the beginning they and then they talk about how amazing you know all the amazing things that are in this crazy thing, and then like yeah, he just has to go through it. It's basically like. Uh, whatever i don't know i didn't see i, I was hoping it was like a snakes on a plane kind of thing like i got this goddamn <laughs> yeah, forest yeah. on this goddamn skyscraper <laughs> yeah wait till you see forests on skyscraper i'm sure yeah <laughs> uh, i like how they explain things like that like have you watched that tv show that's like a future where they all live on a train do you know that um oh yeah, yeah. piercer there's a thing in that too where there's just like an aquarium train where they're just like underwater in a part of this train and they explain it where they're just like it just is there's just an aquarium train <laughs> meatloaf died uh, yeah. he what would he not do for love besides get a vaccine <laughs> what do you think it was butt stuff 
Probably like, I mean, I guess I have to reference the rest of the lyrics, but maybe, yeah, maybe it was something very classically like male. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do anything for love, but like tell you, you know, <laughs> tell you I love you <laughs> on a regular basis. I can't tell you. I love Show you. Affection. Yeah. Like if someone gave him song notes, like if he was like dating somebody and they were like, uh, maybe your song should be shorter. He's like, relationship over. <laughs> he has a That's where I songs. draw the line. You do not give me song title length notes. Because like, his song titles are always like objects in the rearview mirror. Just a whole sentence. <laughs> that is just a thing. Oh, yeah. The, the songs. Objects in the rearview mirror. They appear closer than they are. Like that's a whole sentence. <laughs> If somebody dating was like, should you maybe just call it rearview mirror? He's like, this relationship's over. <laughs> His name in Fight Club. Anybody remember? Oh, I just heard it. Uh, oh, bitch, uh, man tits. Bitch tits. Bitch tits. Yeah. Bitch tits, yeah. That's what's going to happen to those professional wrestler robots when you put them on steroids <laughs> and then take them off. That's why he got so scared of the vaccine, was he thought he would get those... <laughs> oh, that's right. He was an anti-vaxxer. And then, oh, yeah. boy. Well, he that's seemed what... like a victim of like having anti-vaxxer buddies, though, from what I've read. Like... Wasn't he on The Apprentice? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, oh. I think you just answered what he wouldn't do for love, get vaccinated yeah. in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah for, for the love of himself. <laughs> Self-love. Yeah. If you Wasn't love yourself. Video, I just had a flashback to that music video. Wasn't it based on like Beauty and the Beast where he's in like a castle? I think. And like he's the beast part and there's a lot of this in mirrors ah. and mirrors breaking. He was never as a kid like people were like, "Oh man, this is like a th I and I didn't know the nostalgia to the bad out of hell or whatever. I had no idea what people were into. And he yeah. he just was never cool to me. I don't know. Yeah. I feel that way 100%. I was just yeah. too young. My mom really yeah, my mom really liked me though. I, I remember like when I was in like yeah, the high name school, rocks. my mom and her like girlfriends went and saw me love live and it was like the time of her life. Really? The greatest night of her life is when her and her girlfriends went and saw me love. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So don't you take that my mom was very sad the other day. I mean yeah. <laughs> Uh, Louis Anderson, R.I.P. Louis Anderson. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you have any favorite? Uh, what did you guys like? What did you guys like the uh, his cameo <clears throat> at McDowell's? What's your favorite Louis Anderson? I liked his weird old '90s cartoon, uh, Life with Louis, where yeah. it was like Louis Anderson as a small child for some reason. Like the, that must have been with the weirdest pitch, where he's like, "Okay, what's your TV show idea? Animated series about my childhood. <laughs> I'm Louis Anderson." That was such a All weird right. thing in the 80s where you had to, like, if you're successful at stand-up comedy, you wanted to do this, like, family-friendly yeah. stuff a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. The cartoons. John Candy did it also. Um, Roseanne Barr had a cartoon about yeah. childhood, too. There was this weird, like, and, Bobby's World, that whole Bobby's Howie Mandel. Wasn't Bay-Bay's Kids? He's a comedian, but still kind of do these, like, weird <laughs> comment, like, these cartoon projects. Robin Harris like, had Bay-Bay's Kids. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, all they knew, uh, all they knew about stand-up comedians in the '90s is that we had weird childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Albert, and it'd be a... best animated. Uh... Louis Anderson. I had seen a story where, uh, like, how he got on to coming to America. He had seen Eddie Murphy at a fancy <laughs> restaurant, and on his way out, he paid for his whole table. Basically, was like, I want to pay for that whole table. And it was like 
a $600 tab and he had like a thousand dollars in his bank account and uh, it led Eddie Murphy called him and put him in his movie or whatever. Wow. Wow. Which is like, I was like, ah, I guess you have to do shit like that. huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, like a totally calculated move, you know, I like, he was in Ferris Bueller's day off, but uh, all of his lines were cut. He just kind of shows up here and there as a <laughs> delivery guy for flowers. Uh that was my favorite role. Oh yeah, that's a good no one. Lines. Yeah. yeah. Him in baskets. Was he, that was really bad. That was yeah. his best. Totally. Work. I was like, yeah. I thought he was kind of I never really appreciated him before he did that. And then Search Party yeah. 2, he was really good in that. He hosted Family Feud for like three years, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's another stand-up comedy thing where I think you like once you reach a certain age, you just have to go host Family Feud. <laughs> just him and uh Steve Harvey. Yeah. There's just like an agency for like uh, aging comedians, and they're just like go host. Mike Burns asked me <laughs> this the other day. Your... Steve Harvey is completely shaved head, bald now, and I always saw him as like having a pristine hairline. Was that fake? And he shaved it off, or is he like one of these guys with hair that shaves his? I always head? imagine him in, ha- in hats, like he's a hat comedian. He is a hat guy like too. He now had, like, that you mention it, his hair did look so precise that like it does seem like it could have been. I mean, idea. more power yeah. to him. But then why change it to completely bald guy? Less maintenance? He also got into this phase where he, like, started bodybuilding a lot. Like, he kind of bulked. I don't know if you, like, there's shirtless pictures of him at, like, like 45 or something. And he's, like, ripped. Oh, I got to do that when I turn to 45. Have you seen the uh, commercials for his new show? He's doing, like, a total, like, judge show. Like, a judge. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He saw Judge Judy's paychecks and he was like. And he doesn't dress like a judge. He dresses in his normal clothes. Really? But like, but if yeah. it's a non-judge hosting a judge show, does does his ruling stand in the American judicial system? Yes, it does. <laughs> Wait, does it? Like, um, that's a real question. Like, if Steve Harvey, well, shows... no, none of the stuff holds. Like, isn't it like a? Oh, even on like you sign a you sign some sort of contract where this is so why like... it happens. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought it was like small. Oh, I did too. Where they really are like. There's one. I don't think so. I don't know. Like maybe so... like Judge Judy, where you are an actual judge, but like the other ones, I don't know. If, if Wapner so says court. Uh, that guy, Judge that Mathis, way. was not a real lawyer. Was not a real judge. I want to get to the bottom of this. Which which of these was? Let me tell you, People's Court was small. I'm the only one that knows. People's Court was small claims court. Like when it first started, it was true small claims court, like Judge Wapner. And then all the other ones were just like, you sign an agreement that says whatever this show decides is what happens. But the show, no matter who loses, the show is providing the money. It's not the other person. So like, I almost went on Judge Judy because the very first comedy club I ever performed at was in Spokane, and the guy gypped me. He didn't pay me. It was supposed to be like $1,500. I know exactly who you're and, talking about. <laughs> yeah, Chris Warren. Chris Warren. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he wasn't. He didn't pay me for six, seven months, and I finally called Judge Judy, or like I oh emailed Judge Judy, and they, they, that been awesome. they got me on the phone, and they're like, we love the case, and we just have to get him to agree to it. And the benefit is – if he loses, they're like, we'll pay the money to you. He doesn't have to pay it, but he just has to agree to be on TV. But he just said no. And so. he didn't? Ah, see, yeah, like yeah. that's, knowing that, like it seems weird to me now that people tried so hard on those shows to defend themselves. Like, just kind of like <laughs> wing it and be like, yeah, no, yeah, I did, I, I did. Uh, but if that guy, that club owner goes on there, he's kind of got a reputation to uphold. Like, he's got to be like, yeah. I pay comics. Yeah. 
I mean, but now, like this story, you should have gone like bigger with this story because that, like, he does. Our, I mean, amongst comics, he's a bad reputation. This, like, he was smart to not go on that show with. Yeah, him. totally. But I thought he had no shame in it, anyways. So he, you know what I mean? Like his shit was dive bombing. He's like, I don't know, maybe I'll turn it into I, I, like I a totally promote my conservative radio show going that way too. Yeah. Like just having yeah, too big an ego. They're bigger than it. Yeah. He goes on there wearing like a t-shirt and a hat of like stuff he wants to advertise. Now there's so many Pacific Northwest Booker types that I can think of that I, I should have taken to like television. <laughs> Judge Judy. You gotta, you, profession, it's very professional just to go straight to Judge Judy with any issue. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah, I love how you dropped the case when Judge Judy didn't want the case. You're like, oh, yeah, should we take over. this to real court? And you're like, no. Judge I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I want TV credits. Fuck you. This helps to help me. And yeah, oh, be, what an amazing TV credit that would have been. As seen on <laughs> Judge Judy? Yeah. Taking down the Spokane, whatever that comedy club was called. This, um, forget. Brick Wall. The Brick Wall Comedy Club. Joe Can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they announced the Baseball Hall of Fame tomorrow. The three people that might get in are David Ortiz, who's kind of uh, tested positive for steroids, but people don't care. And Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Should we hashtag free Barry Bonds or, and Roger Clemens? Should you list their last time on the ballot? Do you guys have an opinion about steroid playing baseball players? So this is, so this is a ballot of all roided out dudes. Well, that's how it ended up. I mean, it's everybody who retired five years ago got on the ballot, but they should just put steroids into the baseball yeah. hall of fame for like all the work that, or whoever like whoever was the provider of steroids to Barry Bonds and all these dudes. Oh, that guy should go. That guy. He made baseball interesting for like four years. <laughs> it's just a he team of more doctors baseball. collecting the award. That'd be awesome. <laughs> A guy in a doctor's coat. And he's like, I invented uh, baseball steroids. I don't know what it was called. Lifetime <laughs> achievement award. Baseball steroids. It's a specific kind. I shot testosterone in his ass every other day. I, I was. I should be getting. I, all three of these guys were clients of mine. I should be getting. Who's the Who's the guy who gave WWF all the steroids? Like Doctor Peters or something? Is that his oh, name? Oh, Doctor Peters. Was no, it? Was, it was like their doctor. Andrews. Document. I just watched that documentary. Yeah. The um, dark side. Of the dark ring, side of the ring. The documentary. Yeah. Randy, anyway. would you want Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really care that much about baseball. I haven't really watched a ton of baseball in my life. But I mean, Barry Bonds is one of the biggest names you've ever heard. So it's like, I guess, right? I mean, do, is, is there famous. anybody else in the Hall of Fame? Is there anybody else in the Hall of Fame that did steroids? Maybe. Yeah. They so kind of have. Can have in it? No, he's not yeah. in it. No, then if Jose Canseco's not in it, then Barry Bonds isn't in it, you know? (laughs) Well, Bonds is significantly better than Canseco. Canseco's good in, like, 88, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, Bonds lasted a long time. But when Bonds had his big comeback was when he was totally on fucking steroids. Yeah. Like him and McGuire. Is McGuire in it? No, they kept him out. No. See, so what? Ha- so like out. in '98, Sosa and McGuire are like amazing yeah. at hitting home runs. Yeah, the best player is either Griffey Jr. or Barry Bonds, and Barry Bonds is like, how come no one gives like likes me at all? And they're like, look at these two yeah. motherfuckers. And so the yeah, best yeah. player in baseball who's not getting any credit is like, fucking give me all their shit and more expensive shit. I have more money than them. Then he becomes like a monster. 
he either walked or hit a home run. Like that was basically all he did or hit it off the wall. Yeah. Didn't he have amazing catches too? Like he was amazing outfield. Not the Andes too. At the Andes. When he was young. I remember like one famous one, right? Where he had like a diving, stopping a home run fence move. You're thinking of Griffey? Maybe I am. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of baseball. The son of. Why is it in baseball you could be like either super fat or roided up and still be successful? How does that work? You could be both too. (laughs) Like uh, Bartolo Colon like got popped for steroids and was like, that's that dude is fatter than I am. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you have to work out on the steroids. People don't think about stuff like this. I don't see how steroids helps you with baseball because it's like physics. Like it's just like a swing. Like it, you don't muscle the ball. Well, maybe a little bit. No one hit 70 home runs a year till Barry Bonds took steroids. So, But the steroids oh, I guess McGuire better like vision because I feel like hitting the ball, you just have to have like good. This is back to my like I can do any sport if you give me seven days. Like if you. <laughs> but he was like older at this point. Like I feel like him not on steroids wasn't cutting it you know what i mean like this is like a second wave down. of his career yeah 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 so the steroids is what made him able to do that yeah and if you're stronger i mean it just goes farther go yeah, play against little leaguers yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i think you'd be awesome at bobsled and curling andy and baseball <laughs> i mean i played baseball and i was like not good but like you know i feel like Seven days. I'm just baseball. I I was on home runs. I was in this um, independent movie where like the actors were all like handsome, athletic looking dudes. And they were supposed to be playing this like team of like shit bags. And I was on the shit bag team. But everybody who was on the shit bag team had played some level of baseball in their life and could actually do it. Whereas like these actors looked like they were shot putting. Every time that they threw, they do not teach you how to throw or swing a bat in acting in handsome boy acting school. I will say that. (laughs) So I've been asking this one every week just because it's fun. And I know I have not asked either one of you, but um, of all the comedy you've seen, of all the people's sets that you've seen, what is the hardest you've ever seen anybody kill? Like when you're like, that's oh, the best set I've ever. I know that Randy opened for Kinane at his album recording in 2010. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, Kinane did really well. That that taping, he killed. I feel like recently, I'll just say recently, I've seen James Adomian just fucking crush recently. Oh my just, god, he's so sharp right now. His Wizard yeah. of Oz closer bit is like fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he's just got like. Even in like kind of a quiet setting, the ability just to create so much energy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's sharp right now. Uh, one time I did a show, the very first I had only done comedy in Spokane, and I had done this Comedy Central thing in my first year of comedy, where I went to the Punchline and performed with like eight comics, and the winner moved on, and I was I had only been doing comedy for like three or four months. I was so green. And I was like, thought I was going to do great. And everyone was super pro. And like, remember Mo Mandel? Yeah, for sure. Mo Mandel just destroyed. I had never seen at this. Since then, maybe I've seen people, but I was just like so green. And I was like, I got this. And Mo Mandel just fucking destroyed the room and won. And I was like, I've never even seen anything. What happened to him? He would do that show Castle and then he just became an actor guy. I wonder. Yeah, I feel like he popped 
up here and there acting comedy. I think he's still around probably. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he destroyed, man. Harish, how about <clears throat> you? Um the one that kind of sticks out in my mind is uh do you guys know Connor O'Malley? Uh-uh. Oh yeah. Um yeah. he's done a lot of like he does he helped bring uh, that Joe Para show onto oh, like okay. HBO or whatever. He's done a lot of really funny stuff. Um, he's got like Twitter bits where he just like melts down, which are really funny. He had a thing. Uh, I saw at the hideout where he, it was like about the different, all the like recent Joker movies and he was playing the different Joker characters and it sort of ended with them playing the Jokers gang banging each other. And like everybody just like lost it. And I, I it was one of the funniest things I've seen. So all of the Jokers <laughs> have sex with each other. Yeah. It's I, yeah. Sure. And like I was watching it as like, this is what stand up is about. This is art. This is yeah. what I am about. This is what I got into this for. Yeah. That's kiss. That's what I would laugh the most. I think Connor Malley is so funny. Like he's incredible. The, the two Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes me laugh the most. That's funny. I gotta so funny. how come I don't know who this is? Because I'm old or something. He's, uh, he's a he's he came more through improv. Like, yeah, he's a character guy. Yeah. yeah, he was an MMA fighter who talks a lot of shit. To, yeah. He's from Ireland. He was a writer on Seth Meyers and would do characters on there. He's married to A.D. Bryant, who's on oh. SNL, and uh, he just does a lot of really funny characters. And when he acts in a sh- like the Tim Robinson show, he's in a couple episodes yeah, of that. Yeah. He's really funny. Okay, I don't know if you knew like Holy Fuck from Chicago, the improv group thing. They're also in New York now. Holy fuck! Holy fuck was a different thing that I that I know then. Holy fuck um, was Dave Ross's show at the Downtown Independent. No, no, no. This was yeah. This is a different. This is a different. Okay. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Man, I feel I've never felt so old, and I feel like we're the same age. Uh, no, I have the same CD nostalgia you have, so yeah, <laughs> too far. Just young Randy over there. Ah, uh, isn't that funny? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the oldest millennial. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like lumped in with all these millennials, but I feel very lost in between. In the middle, I'm the like, youngest the Gen X, and so they'll be like, "You guys remember Heather's?" And I'll be like, "No, I, <laughs> I watched Pound Puppies and." <laughs> Uh, Muppet Baby. Yeah. If I see I like so a fifteen-year-old with a disc man walking down the street, I'm gonna just knock the shit out. Of him. It's that's gonna happen. Ridiculous. If that really yeah, comes right. back, that's not yeah. right. That's not. I don't. I mean, you I have hope all to... your songs in like one little tiny device. You don't need. I remember when I got when I graduated college in 2003. My dad gave me uh, an iPod, and no one knew what it was. But Crazy. people had Napster yeah. and shit. Like, uh, people had Napster and LimeWire and Kazam or whatever, Kazaa or something. Kazaa, yes. So I got all kinds of malware on my computer. (laughs) The good old days. I remember that. And every every hip-hop song started with Desert Storm! Like, there would be, like, DJ Clue, DJ Clue! (laughs) 1,000%. Yeah, you're just like, God damn it. Yeah, DJ Clue just uploaded every hip hop song at one point. Desert yeah, Storm. Yeah. Was Desert there a third? Storm, DJ Clue. It was all yes. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna uh open this episode by yelling DJ Clue. <laughs> DJ Clue. Why are cigarette sales up? Because they're fucking cool, man. That's they're pretty cool. <laughs> they yeah, are really cool. That's... It's really it's kind of sad, man. They're like why are they cool yeah. though? I don't know, man. Like, 
I don't know. It's just so fucked up. Like before cigarettes, lung cancer wasn't a thing, basically. Like, like if you it really never existed. The, cigarettes invented I mean, lung cancer. I, I was I was talking to an oncologist, like a guy who treats cancer, and he's like telling me about uh, a paper from like the eighteen like uh, or, or no, like the early part of the century, nineteenth uh, uh, of the of the twentieth century, and he was uh, saying that like this guy was excited. He was writing about lung cancer, and he was excited because he found like more than 10 patients to cover for his study. Um, that's how rare lung cancer was at that point. Wow. So like that just kind of like clues you into like what comes with Or was it like autism where people just didn't know it was a thing and you were just like a spaz? I, I mean, maybe that's part of it. Maybe this guy was exaggerating about the numbers to an extent to me, but like, um, like it, this was just a problem we kind of unleashed. I, like mean, I mean, like millions. Andy Kaufman had cancer. lung cancer and he didn't smoke. Who's that? Andy Kaufman. Yeah, but that was a bit, so. <laughs> He's with Tupac somewhere in yeah. New Zealand. Native Americans well, smoked it to get high, cool. right? Like, if you sm- if you have, like, an insane amount of tobacco, it makes you kind of... I read a Vice thing oh, once. Like, the way that a peace pipe will fuck you up. Maybe, but you also did it, like ceremonially you yeah know, yeah yeah that kind of ritual regulation that it wasn't like you stepped outside as a native american yeah like, yeah it wasn't this. like that at all yeah somebody somebody who's set you didn't want to see yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i smoking i smoke joints and i like enjoy the act of smoke i feel like maybe yeah it just feels cool or something but the have you seen the beatles uh doc that just came out this year or whatever i turned it off yeah, it's just like full of smoking. So maybe sales are up because it's like uh, I feel like it's like McCartney's like hunkiest year too, and like everyone <laughs> He's got the is beard. Like, and uh, yeah, everyone just looks so cool, and literally everyone is smoking cigarettes wall to wall. Okay. See, yeah. I took it as like a we don't have a future, so smoke them if you got them. The plane's going down. Type yeah, of thing. I, I feel that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that too. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's an, that's maybe like the most unexpected effect of climate change, right? Like the, yeah. Like <laughs> in thirty years, you're gonna have lung cancer. Okay. Okay. Oh, speaking of pot, the guy, the Gary Chambers, who's in an ad. He's I think he's running for something for in Louisiana. Smokes fucking pot in an ad. Like in a political ad, uh, is this guy in Louisiana? I think it's Louisiana. He's running against the guy whose name is John Kennedy, but like he talks like Foghorn Leghorn. I don't know if you've seen this guy. <laughs> I think he's Louisiana, but he, I don't know for sure. This sounds Irish. You would know this, but I don't know. This is this hasn't come across my radar yet. I don't. I don't know. This, but you saw a guy smoking pot in an ad. Uh, we said smoking's cool. Do you think this guy's going to win with his marijuana ad? I don't well, think he'll maybe. win. I mean, I guess it's still kind of cool for a politician to do it. I don't know. It seems kind of played out at this point. Marijuana. Is yeah. Like, maybe. <laughs> I, I would vote for him if it seemed authentic. Like if it, if it seemed like a political ploy, and you know what I mean? If he's like trying to get votes because of it, but if he's just like, this is my true self. Like if I was running for something, I would have to include that I smoke weed because it's a little unavoidable, like how much I smoke, you know? You haven't smoked so, this entire time. Are you like? I know I've been like jonesing though, man. Jonesing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's like those gun where they hold the guns in the ad. Sometimes it doesn't feel like they really do that shit. Like, um... <laughs> They're all holding it like they've never, like, like, 
how do I hold this? Yeah. <laughs> I play the guitar also. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those ads, yeah, they do something that, uh, like, what's something? I guess comedians do it too. Like, what's something unique about me? And then they do it in the ad. This guy chose just, I fucking get high. I'm wondering, like, <laughs> do you know? High. Do kids like still have just like a marijuana leaf poster in their dorm rooms and shit, or is it like uh, it's kind of legal now? So we like it's not as rad. I think depending on where you are. Like, I was just up in Humboldt, oh. and yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like, the culture. Feel, That's funny. Yeah, yeah. If it's part of the culture, or yeah, there's people who like grow oh, and. Right. You know, they carry around little glass orbs with a mushroom inside of it. And they're like, look at this thing. And they're like, what is it for? You know, like, it's a whole different world, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Humboldt's like the John Deere hat where I'm from. <laughs> it's just part of yeah. it. I mean, it still yeah, lets people yeah. know you like to party. Like the way people uh, used to have the absolute vodka ads and stuff. In yeah, the yeah. 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 Do people still put uh, lighter uh, highlight pens in their bottles? <laughs> in their alcohol bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. It's been a while since I've partied with a bunch of twenty-year-olds. <laughs> I think we should try it. We should like be like, "What do you guys? Yeah. Do you guys still like cool shit? You like CDs? I heard. Check this out. Yeah. And you show them the highlighter thing, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. If you show up with your big book of CDs <laughs> and you and a bunch of highlighters that you just bought. <laughs> You're like, let's fucking party. Let's and they're like, party. <laughs> you guys haven't heard this song? Get your reaction videos ready. <laughs> yeah, we're listening to 311. This is a very pro 311 podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I get really upset if somebody. Oh, we was. Do you, did you have 311? That could have been one of our CDs. I'm mad. I had a. <laughs> I had a CD that had like a, it was a compilation and it had a, a 311 song on it, but I didn't have the whole album. Now that's what I call music, volume 311. Yeah, yeah, they're up to 311 at this point. It's all 311. They should do that. If they don't yeah, do yeah. that, they're fucking stupid. Who has plugs? Who has something to plug? Uh, I'll plug the hideout. Go to the hideout in Chicago. Always good stuff there. Are your Don't shows? Go to the mill. Do you have shows? Just, yeah, in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. I think they're still doing shows. Well, I, I mean, maybe they've closed up a little bit. I think they're still. I think they might have Zoom stuff going on. Ew. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you doing monkey ranches? Doing, is yeah. that the name of it? Yeah, I, we're we kind of taking a hiatus on that. Cool, but hideout's rad. R- Randy. Yeah, hideout's rad. Support the hideout. What do you got, Randy? Uh, well, I started running a show at uh, a bar in Highland Park in LA at the Offbeat, but we don't really have any dates this second right now. We might come back in February, but it's called Space Babes Comedy. You can follow it on Instagram. I'm actually going to be in Denver next weekend. I don't know when this is coming out. But, Friday. Uh, I'll be in Denver Friday and Saturday at Denver Comedy Underground two nights, just one show each night. And uh, it's been fun. I've been been a couple places in the last little bit but uh i haven't done long sets in a while so it's kind of i got a little bit of momentum i'm excited to go do it i am recording an album in chicago in august and I'm, i just want to be like if i'm rusty it's because i'm a good person <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title of the album <laughs> i started uh i put together some shows like maybe 
three months ago where I was like, okay, and the Austin show worked out. And then like, I didn't book anything for the last like two months. And I'm like, okay, this kind of works. I was almost going to cancel these. And then it seems like it should be all right. I, I, I uh, forget it. Yeah. See you in Denver. <laughs> oh, he's bringing with him COVID-22. He's bringing COVID-22. No, I'm not because I tested positive around Christmas. Uh-huh. and didn't get any symptoms and it, it was like annoying i postponed it i was gonna go up to oregon and see my family so yeah i uh i'm super immunity guy now so hell yeah yeah so if you go to his show in denver <laughs> chances are i won't i won't give it to you <laughs> give him a little smooch you won't have anything bad happen to you i'm like the prime person to be a third in someone's couple right now because of my super immunity so if you're in denver and you're in an ethically non-monogamous relationship i'm the perfect choice you're looking for two two dudes two a man and woman what do you what do you uh it doesn't matter i'm gonna be blindfolded anyways <laughs> yeah this is your guy right here covid immune yeah. likes to party yeah yeah down for yeah. sex stuff I'll bring weed I'll will bring do weed. anything yeah. for love and will do that. <laughs> yeah, and whatever his Hell thing that he wouldn't do. Knows about bobsled. Knows about yeah, Judge yeah. Judy. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. boys. Thank you so much for doing this. I will uh, tag you yeah. on things on Friday. Yeah, that's Randy, Johnny, Andy, and Arish. I will tag them all on Twitter and Instagram. Go give everybody a follow on social media. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. R.I.P. Louie Anderson. Love you.